0: Good to have your company for this Friday afternoon, Friday the 17th of March. If you do want to join us in conversation, you can. It's 0586861003. And, Neil, I don't know whether it's just because I'm getting older or maybe more and more of my friends are, are having kids, but the topic of sleep tends to come up a lot more of how do you sleep, when do you sleep, how do you get a deep sleep. And, and I've realised I've, I've, I've ticked over to middle age that I am genuinely uh, was excited last year that I'd spent more money on a bed than I ever had in my life.
1: Not bad, Kitch. I'll tell you something, okay? Just just to ensure that you don't feel that you're the only one on that side of life. Day before yesterday, there was a concert at one of the clubs of one of my favorite artists. And I was so kicked to go there and watch him perform. But I got to know that he'll be coming in only past midnight to come in and take the stage. I said, listen, I'm not coming on any other given day I would have been like ah oh, let's go let's yeah. party I was like no half past 12 he's coming on the stage I'm not coming let you've it go and sleep you've
0: changed well to discuss the importance of sleep particularly uh, with the children who at school uh, we are joined by a, a couple of great members because Bloom World Academy as it opened its doors this academic year became the very first school in the UAE to start at 9am and obviously this was a reason uh, for students to be able to get more sleep we are joined uh, by the school principal from Bloom World Academy John Bell and sleep therapist uh, Claudine Gillard. To the two of you thank you very much for joining us here on Talk 100.3. Thank
2: you.
3: Thanks for inviting me.
0: Yeah great to have you on. Uh, first of all to you John as the school principal, uh, talk to us about uh, Bloom World Academy and starting at 9 o'clock doing this later start to the day.
2: Yes of course. Um, well it's re- relatively simple actually. I've I, uh, working in Dubai for a number of years. I spent a lot of time working with other schools and seeing the race in the morning that children had to to get to school, not least the teachers as well, you know, you know, if you're going to be a really organised teacher, you imagine going to work in a school that starts at 7.30 you've got to be even ahead of that, so from a teacher perspective and a student perspective but then the moment that it really struck me before we started Bloom World Academy was I was on Hester Street and there was a bus and every single child was asleep on the bus <laughs> and I'm thinking that's not a great start to the school day so when we got the opportunity to create the school, you know, we just thought about the, the points of difference, you know, making a difference um, to children and their learning. And I've got to say family lifestyle as well, you know, to stop the rush in the morning. So a combination of children getting more sleep, families getting more sleep, but also, you know, time to get organised and not rush around finding those swimming trunks in the morning we thought nine o'clock was a good idea. And uh, as, as you know, if you grew up when I did in England in the 60s and 70s, nine o'clock wasn't abnormal. So it's hardly shocking and it's had a profound effect. I think it's picked up. I don't think we have, as uh, I genuinely say, uh, mm-hmm. for others to say, of course, but I don't think we've got uh, tired children in school. I think we, the feedback I get all the time from parents is it makes a difference.
1: No, it does. In fact, <laughs> I was reading a research where it said that the human brain starts, its peak activity only half past nine onwards. Mm. So anything that you're trying to drill in that head is literally meeting the wood at seven, half past seven.
2: Well, to some extent, but I think you're absolutely right. But I think you've also got to bear in mind, you know, in an old age school, we've got young ones, mm-hmm. uh, four and five year olds and, you know, their cycles and Claudine no doubt can say things about, you know, the younger sleep patterns and then obviously teenagers. And consequently, you know, a lot of research has been done about teenagers you know, not getting going till later. But we give opportunities in different times. You know, children can start a bit earlier if they want. If it's, you know, you know we, as if we have a very flexible day, so if parents are working in downtown, for example, at, at Bloom World Academy, we let parents drop off early. Okay. But obviously, most parents, a lot of children, start take up the opportunity to start at nine, for the very reasons we're talking about, and. Um, or, I have to say, people do a mixed economy. They start mm-hmm. some days eight to do one of our school activities before the school day, and maybe on a Wednesday, they have a nine o'clock start, so they break up and build up you know, a bit of stamina during the week. So it's not relentless.
0: Claudine, to you, your work as a sleep therapist there's a famous quote from Arnold Schwarzenegger when he gives his rules on life where he says, six hours sleep a night if you need any more sleep faster right that's his line <laughs> <laughs> and now he, he's a rather he's a rather exceptional individual mm-hmm. but uh, in your role as a sleep therapist mm-hmm. I mean what do sleep therapists do and really what is the recommendation on how much sleep or how much good sleep should we be getting sure,
3: sure. Um, so my particular specialisation is um, working with children of all ages. I do work with adults, but I've I've sort of built my business up working with younger children. Um, and what I do is work typically work one on one with parents to help them overcome their child's sleep challenges, which is again typically that their child doesn't sleep enough. I do do a lot of um, workshops and presentations for. Uh, schools and nurseries and, and other government entities, things, corporations, things like that. Um, but main, most of my work is one-on-one. In terms of sleep needs, um, I think that quote was probably made a little while ago. <laughs> In so much as, uh, hopefully, that the tide is turning on what sleep is for and all about as a as a species, because there was a big. Um, there was a big change in the recent times where it's sort of come on the table. I think for me, I noticed it during COVID that it's sort of come back on the table in terms of a discussion point of um, re embracing sleep. There was a long period of time where sleep was for the week or sleep if, when you're dead. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hard. I was thinking, yeah, sleep for your dead or I can sleep when I'm old or, you know, you, you can prove your sort of um, commitment to your job, say, if you don't sleep a lot or if you stay late at work. Um, There are other quotes or other comments by um, famous people, the the CEO of Netflix said that they're waging a war on sleep, to encourage people to not stay up on Netflix. Um, But the reality of life is that we should be asleep as adults for a third of our day, or a third of our life, so approximately eight hours in every 24. So I'm not saying that Arnold's wrong. But it's the difference between surviving and thriving. Because
0: yeah, my mum always says, it's not sleep, it's the quality of your deep sleep. Is that correct?
3: I'm not going to disagree with someone's mum when I'm sat right opposite that person, but I will say that she's, know, Sydney, she's not exactly matter. correct. So in terms of what's called our sleep architecture, that is what our night sleep comprises. And our night sleep comprises typically four sleep stages of which one is p- very, very similar to being awake. So if we were to think about the three predominant stages of sleep, that's light sleep, um, deep non-REM sleep, and then REM sleep. So just to be clear, light sleep, deep sleep, and dream sleep.
0: Now, I've noticed you've got an Apple Watch on there. Do, yes. do, what do you write about their sleep tactic? Do you, do, do you think I it's good? I will say
3: this. The problem with this is that I have to charge it overnight. Yeah. So, uh, you can't I, wear it for so
1: three Neil's nights. an Apple man. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I pull it off every night to charge. So yeah.
3: Right. I have... Been using in the past something called um, a Whoop, which doesn't yeah. need doesn't need to be charged every night, and so it can track your sleep. Um, and and because it's what I do for a living, I'm fairly compassion, fairly passionate about checking it and you know making sure I'm on track. But basically, 50% of your the, the time that you're asleep should be light sleep, 20 to 25% is deep sleep, and 20 to 25% is dream sleep. So to to say in in honest terms, your mum's wrong. Good <laughs> <laughs> Now no, no, no,
1: try, try calling her up And telling her this <laughs> But then you know See to, to each its own Every person is different You know uh, so, so Someone like me I can literally Doze off at, at a snap of a finger In in a car Not, not when I'm driving But yeah In, in a car While I'm sitting uh, While I'm sitting on a couch Watching a movie I, I can sleep and I wake up as fresh as a daisy. I can I can do with four hours of sleep in the night and function like nothing has gone wrong at at a stretch of two weeks. And if I get to sleep, I can sleep for literally 14 hours at a stretch. But so in your in your profession, I'm sure that you get cases like this which are absolutely unique. Mm-hmm. How do you break it down and make probably you know uh, rules which are like
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know structured for every single person? Then
3: I mean. Obviously, you're right. Everyone is unique, but when people come to me, they tend to be not thriving on that Mm -hmm. pattern that you've described, or they're coming to me because they've they've got a problem falling asleep. Once they're asleep, they're okay, but they take a long time to fall asleep, or they've got you know wake up multiple times in the night. So it really does depend on what the challenge is. I just want to be clear: I'm not a medical doctor, so if I recognise that it was a medical issue, and there Mm -hmm. are medical issues out there that are sleep disorders is outside my remit but most of our sleep challenges as a human race not just people that see me but most of our sleep challenges are psychosomatic in other Mm -hmm. words we've talked ourselves into sleeping badly it's just really simple the brain is very simple and very complex we can we can affect ourselves therefore we can affect ourselves so if we've talked ourselves into sleeping badly it's quite easy believe it or not to talk ourselves into sleeping well
1: Interesting. Yeah, this a, is very, very interesting. Mind,
0: mind over matter. Uh, mm-hmm. John, bringing you back into the conversation, a school principal of the Bloom World Academy, uh, you recently had a sleep workshop. What, what was this and why did you decide to host? What, did you get a whole bunch of beds and we no, everyone no. slept at school? What's a sleep workshop?
2: Well, it's even, it, no sleep workshop's easy. Claudine came in. Okay. Claudine came <laughs> in. Claudine came in and spoke to parents and we raised it with students. In our On a Friday we have a big forum, all our parents come in, all our children come to And we talked about, you know, very timely because I've got my own sons and, uh, you know, them uh, liking to go to bed, going to bed and going to sleep are different things. And we had a conversation in our big forum on a Friday and uh, all the parents were hearing. And then some parents chose to go and see and hear what Claudine had to say. Now, the reason we did this is World Sleep Day today. So it was a bit of a, a moment, a bit of a jog of, of making sure... It's well, sleep day every day for Pranab when he's outside. But we like to hang our hat on certain things. You know, sleep, sleep and you know, family first, lifestyle, making sure that's right for families was, is what it's all about at Blue Academy for us, to make sure that we work in partnership with parents and undoubtedly... You've got to think about it logically. Children being, you know, we talk about safe, happy, achieving children. Safe we can do, but happy is so directly linked to sleep. So we are, you know, very, very clear with parents about, if you like, the the commitment we want in school, what we'll give. And what we give is choices in school every day. We give children choices of what to do. To be able to choose what you want to do, you've got to be alert. You've got to be bright. So we talk about... uh, good night's sleep we talked about good night's sleep long before we met claudine it is just a very happy moment that we've all met and we're saying the same things but it's about looking after families and you've also the other thing is the flip of it in the evenings um we've sort of trying to take the pressure out of the family with the uh, you know the homework at eight o'clock we're technically sort of not a homework school so we give children time to do homework in school and we do that on purpose because it actually takes the pressure off the evening. Then the routines that Claudine talks about in the evenings, getting children ready for bed. They're not in a heightened state, hopefully, before they go off to bed. So they sleep
0: better. So everything's been thought this, through. This isn't preparing them very well for university life and no, staying no. up yeah. till 3am <laughs> to get an assignment done the next morning. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Bloomwood Academy students are very organised, of course. Uh, <laughs> No you're right we're but you know go we, so far with that. But yeah. we've got to, we've got <laughs> to give it a go and what it, what we're actually doing between us and Claudine's work today was great is you know raising awareness of healthy lifestyles and healthy choices and that's what we at Bloom World Academy wish to you know, celebrate and, and push.
0: The other impact is uh, smart devices and phones, because as yeah. you said, there's a difference between going to bed and go- and going to sleep. How hard is it? You go to bed at 10 o'clock, beep, beep, and the phone gets off. And the next thing you know, you're scrolling and messaging and, you- and you're losing an hour and a half. Yeah. Is-, is that a big problem you're hearing from parents?
3: I would say that, you know, that change to our lifestyle where we have accessible devices is probably... After the invention of the electric light bulb, which affected our sleep as a species fundamentally, and that's only been in place about 250 years. So, Edison invented the light bulb not that long ago, relative to how long we've been on the planet. And the you know, this evolution of technology is probably the next most impactful thing because there's two elements the first element is the blue light that's emitted, mm-hmm. and the second element is the content. So, if we just talk about the blue light, basically, blue light suppresses melatonin, and melatonin is the hormone that we release in the brain to encourage sleep to start, okay? So if blue light suppresses melatonin for up to two hours then you could be from the point in which you switch off your device Mm. it could take you two further hours to fall asleep. So obviously that's missing out on sleep. Then it's the content, okay? Now, we're all sensible people. We all know if you watch something that's going to be quite provoke quite a strong reaction in you um it's going to be difficult to fall asleep well it's going to be difficult to turn that thought process off in your mind when you lay down so it's difficult for me as an adult and i know it's all make-believe so for a little child or a younger child or a younger person it isn't going to be as easy for them to just sort of disregard that and you know go for their shut eye so yeah devices are probably the current enemy of sleep if you were to think of it in that way now I always say to people I'm not evangelical about it just get a blue light bro- blocking screen protector okay mm-hmm. and they block the blue light and therefore no problem so you can actually look at your phone put it down and sleep won't be um disturbed or deferred as a result
1: interesting you know uh, see uh, uh, apart from doing this radio show I, I you know I also work as a strength and conditioning coach and in that part of my work Uh, I I did this little exercise with the athletes that I was working with. Uh, I asked them to measure their resting heart rate the moment they woke up, right? The first thing that that you do when you get off the bed, don't jump off the bed, just put your feet down, relax, and measure your heart rate. And I kept a tab of that, a record of that, and also the amount of sleep that they were getting. And there was a classic correlation between more sleep. And when I say more sleep, a good seven, eight hour sleep and lower resting heart rate, which also indicated greater recovery. Now, this was for adults. Mm -hmm. The same thing when I tried to do with kids. It was absolutely different. Why? Because it was not the kids decision to go to sleep, but also the parents. If the parents had to go out in that particular night, they would ensure that the kids probably are coming with them. And when the kids come back, the kids are sleeping late. And it was not within the control of the kid on what time they want to go to sleep. So then I had to then, you know, speak to the parents and get this structured. Does this happen in your case also where you need to knock the brains of the parents and say, listen, you need to put them to sleep, for which you probably need to cut down on your parties?
3: It's <laughs> <laughs> a great way of saying it. You Yes. <laughs> I think,
2: um, uh, sorry, Claudia. Go ahead. No, I just think... Um, you touched on something really important which is making healthy choices full stop so you know we develop a we've developed a spiral curriculum which means we come back to mm. self-care self-care student self-care and a spiral curriculum which means we come back to the same topics with all children, time and time again, and sleep and looking after yourself is a major part of our curriculum. But equally, we also talk about making choices about other things. So with three and four-year-olds, you do those kind of things. which you talk about being independent from mummy and daddy mm-hmm. when you go to school. You do, What do you do with 18-year-olds? You do just the same, mm-hmm. talking about university. Doing, it's about being independent yeah, from right. mum and dad. So we have a spiral curriculum that covers the ground. And one of the things you have to cover the ground with is self-care. Self-care is so important with children. These days. And what I mean by that... We are looking at a generation of children that are highly influenced by social media. Yep. I know it's a linked topic um, that are highly influenced by peer pressure more than ever. They see it and feel it every day. True. So our job is about you know, helping youngsters. I think, uh, know what to do when they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, you, you know, one of the things that you can really take under control is, is your lifestyle your sleep patterns so we, we, we have done a lot of work in weaving that through our curriculum because self-care self-management making right choices avoiding certain things is you know, a part is about growing up. So we actually teach this directly. And yes. uh, we don't leave it to chance. We actually teach it. And what Claudine has done with our parents today is, we talked earlier, Claudine and I, about different cultures, different lang- uh, different nationalities, have different patterns. Cool. That's fine. But, you know, manage that pattern. You know, because your children do have to. They have to put a big shift in every day. They're putting eight or nine hours working a day. Yep. And we've got to look after them. And that's what we try to do at Bloom we really tried to do that and you know without working with colleagues like claudine really opens our eyes about how we can do that better
0: well we could talk to you forever this is such a fascinating uh, topic to you john bell the school principal at bloom world academy uh, thank you for coming in and congratulations also uh, in alongside your work with claudine on having this uh, you know this sleep workshop that was on today i think this is fantastic and well done on your initiatives to start later with sleep in mind at bloom world academy thank you very much thank so you. to you john and claudine thanks for coming in pleasure thank, thank you, you. Thank talk you. 100.3